Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. Every week at this time, I have a different guest. We explore a whole range of different apostolates in the Church. We meet converts. We talk to architects, musicians, artists, people who are reaching out and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in a whole range of different wonderful and creative ways. Today, I've got an unusual guest, Andy Lavalle. Uh, He's here from Boston, Massachusetts, and he runs an apostolate called LiveTheFast.com. Welcome to More Christianity, Andy. I'm grateful, Father. Thank you for the opportunity. Andy, your apostolate I came across online, and I was struck by it immediately because I'm convinced of how effective it is to to be involved in prayer and fasting on a a regular basis. Can you tell us how you first got the idea of uh, uh, helping people with prayer and fasting? Sure, Father. I Back in 2010, in the summer, I went on a pilgrimage to uh, the Marian site, and uh, little did I know that, you know, for 40 years I've been in the wholesale bakery business, and not knowing, sometimes, you know, we go through life and say, what has God created me for? Mm-hmm. And I went there and had a life confession and, and started uh, uh, fasting on a regular basis, and fasting was such an accelerator for me for my conversion that I, I wanted to be able to share it with other people, and uh, being a baker and understanding really the importance of great breads and being able to fast, just like the disciples did over 2,000 years ago. We just decided to give it a shot and try it. And during uh, 2012, we ran a pilot program in Lent, and um, we had 250 people fasting on bread and water. And the real secret, Father Dwight, is really that American breads are filled with so much preservatives and additives and so many genetically modified flowers that it makes it very difficult for one to fast. So we explored that. It became successful and and the rest was left up to the Holy Spirit. So LiveTheFast.com, of our listeners who are unaware of it, is a program where you basically provide small bread rolls that are healthy and produced from organic wheats and grains, I suppose, and you ship them out to people. Is that correct? Yes, Father. It, more importantly, from the bread perspective, it's, it's really a movement to bring back awareness to fasting. Mm-hmm. It's so important in our church to bring back this awareness right now. We look back at you know, our Lord in Scripture and, and biblical times, and it was a way of life. We need to make it a way of life today. It's really very important. So we're trying to first bring back the awareness, second, provide people an opportunity that they can use nutritional breads and fast throughout the day, where they can complete their fast throughout the day. And thirdly, it really something that came about that I didn't really expect was we have a very strong community of prayer intentions. So mm-hmm. what happens when you join the movement you get a Wednesday and Friday email, which is which is the fast day. It basically gives you a scripture reading along with intentions of fasting, and then the, the prayer intentions of the whole entire community. It's, uh, it's just beautiful to bring you to tears. So you've been able to network with a good number of people who have taken on the obligation of, of fasting. I want to talk in a minute with you, Andy, about uh, the practicalities of fasting and what to aim for uh, and also what to avoid and some of the dangers. But uh, before we go there, I really want to explore with you the whole idea of fasting in the first place. Obviously, fasting and prayer is kind of taken for granted in the Scriptures, but what are some of the, the most important Scripture passages do you think about fasting? 
I look at fasting and prayer and, and the call from uh, many of the apparitions from Our Lady and, and that she is calling us directly to fast. Mm-hmm. But I also, in Scripture, I look at the main the main component, I think, is, is you know, is Matthew's Gospel. Our, our Lord has just taught the disciples how to cast out demons. And there's a young man there, and um, the disciples go to perform their task to cast out demons, and they're unsuccessful. And what happens? They go back to the teacher, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and they say, Lord, Lord, we can't do this. How come? And he says to them that nothing is impossible for you, but this kind can only be cast out through prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. When I look at this scripture, Father Dwight, I look at our times today, in our society today, we have so many demons we want to cast out. The attack on life, the attack on family. You know, we can go right down the whole short list, but really, this is why the practice is so important. So here you are looking at the society we live in, and I can't disagree with you. I mean, sometimes the evidence of uh, demonic rage in our society is is truly frightening, where people responding with a kind of irrational rage against the beauties of the Church, against the Blessed Mother, against the Pope, against Jesus Christ. And this rage indicates to me that there's something evil about it all, something supernatural which is there in the background. And so you sense this as well. And you've claimed that verse from Matthew that these only come out through prayer and fasting. Have you seen any real answers to prayer as a result of prayer and fasting? Yeah, we've seen many, Father. But personally for myself, like I said in the beginning, my whole conversion was accelerated through the practice of fasting. Once you start emptying yourself you know, of the things of the world and try to become closer to God, I think in some ways as Americans, we're, we've just buried our Lord in our lives with so much consumerism and so much desires and so many addictions. And so to reveal the real Jesus Christ in us, we have to strip these things away. And when we start stripping these things away through the practice of fasting, we reveal him and then he's able to, he's able to enlighten us through the, through the power of the Holy Spirit and what direction we go in and how we can lead our lives in a better way and, and eliminate those dynamic uh, influences. And I wanted to get to this subject, and and you're getting me there pretty quickly, and that is this whole mysterious relationship between prayer and fasting. Because when you really stop to think of it, you you want to say, well, what does it really matter if I don't eat anything? (laughs) Surely prayer is the most important thing. I have to get down and I have to really pray and ask God for stuff and commune with Him and listen to His voice. So what does going hungry have to do with it? You're saying that through fasting, we're beginning to shed ourselves of all the gluttony, all the consumerism, all of the overeating that we do in our life. And when I say overeating, I mean not just overeating food, but overconsuming all the stuff in our lives. Is that what you're digging at? Yes, absolutely. And I think that what it has to do with the whole topic as individuals is that once we show our Lord, the seriousness of our prayer intentions through the giving up of of the things of the world. Can you imagine what our Lord's email box looks like in prayers? You know, if you really want to flag the prayer intention to our Lord, flag it with a a serious intention of fasting because he's going to pay attention to that. I think prayer is very, very powerful. No question it's very powerful. But I think prayer and fasting together as a team cannot be denied. I think one of the other things, Andy, speaking as a priest, of course, is that realizing the sacramental nature of our faith. Through the sacraments, we really believe that God's grace is communicated through physical things, through water at baptism, through bread and wine, which are transformed to the body and blood of our Lord. 
through oil, through the laying on of hands, through these physical actions and physical things God has actually chosen to work. Because, uh, let's face it, right at the heart of our faith is the incarnation, which means taking flesh, which means God himself takes human flesh in, in the man Jesus Christ. And therefore, as somebody has said, matter matters. In other words, physical things are important. And fasting reminds us of that. So by eating just bread and just drinking water, we actually get more deeply into the sacramental life. We, we share in this mystery of God working through the physical. Do you see it that way as well? I totally agree with you a thousand percent, Father, because I think one of the things when we look at bread and water fast, you know, bread associating it with the Holy Eucharist and water for cleansing our heart and soul, is it brings us closer to our Lord in the sense of, I can find myself, especially on fast days when I'm in adoration, for example, how powerful, more powerful it is because I'm fasting. It just seems like the Spirit is accelerating because of this practice of fasting. You're absolutely right when you look at and say, us, you know, we, we use the sacraments and we use things that God has given us. But I think it's really important for us to look at, and, and I don't know how priests feel about this, but I think it's really very, I'm sure you think it's very important, but I think it's important for us to really call back and bring back the Eucharistic fast and, you know, really be disciplined. And that's a good way to start your fasting is to think, what is the true encounter going to be with the Holy Eucharist and how can I prepare for that? Well, you know, when I was younger, it was, it was you know, midnight to whenever we received the Holy Eucharist, but, you know, now it's a one-hour time, but we still see people walking in and out of church on Sunday with a Starbucks coffee, and we really have to prepare for the Eucharistic fast. I'm a little bit worried about the people I see in the pew with chewing gum. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Yeah, and uh, obviously not paying attention to the Eucharistic fast at all. And the aspect of fasting you just brought out, I hadn't thought of before, that we live a kind of symbolic life when we do this. We focus on the simplicities of life, bread and water. What can be more basic than that? But also, it's the ba- the simple basic things in life, bread and water, that God uses for our baptism and Eucharist. So as we focus on these ordinary elements, we're focusing on the simplest things that God has given us, which are also the very things that he's using for our salvation. So we we begin as we fast with, on, on bread and water to identify and live a bit more of the symbolical, sacramental life that God has given us. And um, we enter into it in this deep way. Now, there's another connection here that I wanted to explore with you, and I wonder what you think about the fasting on, on, on bread and water actually beginning to make us hungry. What kind of effect does that have on our, our mentality and our prayer and so forth? Do you think the two are interrelated? I think they very much are. I think the hungriness comes from being hungry for our Lord, being hungry for the Eucharist. I think when you look at a fast day, I think one of the things that we try to do at Live the Fast is, you know, what are the best practices for a fast day? So your fast day really is going to define your experience by how you begin. So mm-hmm. begin in prayer. We have a great prayer that's that's listed on our site for, for a fast day. But then consider carefully what your intention is going to, who are you going to fast for, what are you going to fast for. You know, fast incrementally. Start 12-hour fast, 18-hour fast. Don't try to go to the gym and lift 300 pounds right away, but drink plenty of water. You know, attend Holy Mass and then join a community where people are going to look at this as, as, a, as a really important practice and they're not going to look at it in a radical way. When we're fasting, we're obviously integrating our bodies with our prayer. I think one of the other aspects to this is therefore to remind ourselves 
that what we do with our bodies affects our soul. You know, if we can fast and strengthen our prayer life, it follows logically that the other bad stuff we do with our body is going to affect our soul as well. So therefore, if we overeat, if we have an alcohol problem or any other dependency problem, if we're filling ourselves with junk food, if we're involved in in lustful activities with our body, if we're not getting exercise, all these other things where our body is integrated in with our spiritual life. Have you found this as well, Andy, that for a healthy spiritual life, you need to have a, a healthy body? It's absolutely very well connected. There's so much connected that St. Augustine said that fasting is the guardian of chastity. So men, my fellow men, my fellow brothers that are out there listening to the station, look at fasting as an option so you can be more more disciplined in your lives because it's definitely connected the two together. I myself personally have a lot to make up for in my life, so I'm trying to prepare my body, my soul for eternal life. And the only way I'm going to be able to do that is to do it through fasting and, and, and strip away the, the vices and and the addictions that so much ruined the first part of my life. And I think it's something that uh, our Lord has given us as a tool, and we, we just need to embrace it and embrace the practice with uh, a very serious nature. Right. It makes sense, doesn't it? You hear time and time again of people who got into serious trouble because they were drunk or they were high. They were ingesting substances or they were drinking alcohol and that one thing led to another. Their resistances went down. They then got into worse sin and worse trouble because of what they were doing with their body and it led one thing led to another. So the same thing applies with fasting on bread and water. We we exercise a kind of austerity and a kind of discipline which then helps us to make amends for all those other lapses in discipline, all those other uh, frailties that we've we've gone through. And so it acts, therefore, you're saying, too, as a kind of act of penance, doesn't it? Yes, Father. For me, there was times in my life when I found myself at the bottom and said, how did I get there? Uh-huh. You know, it was because I was weak. I wasn't disciplined. I wasn't able to bring God into my life. And now through the practice of fasting, it's so different. It's different where you're able to be disciplined. You're able to reach out to the Spirit to pray, to for, for ask for help, and, and, and He's there to guide you because you've made your body a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. You're listening to More Christianity. My guest today is Andy Lavalley. He's the founder of LiveTheFast.com, a company that provides healthy, wholesome bread for people to fast on on bread and water. More than that, it's a, it's a spiritual apostolate. He reaches out with prayers and instructions on fasting. Andy's my guest today. I invite you to visit their website, LiveTheFast.com. Come on over as well and visit my website, DwightLongenecker.com. You can browse my books. You can be in touch with my blog, which I update daily. Uh, you can be in touch with me with questions. I always love to hear from listeners. Andy, let's go back and discuss fasting a little bit more. You just touched on a topic there which I wanted to explore a little bit further, and that is fasting as an act of penance. I know when I'm talking to people about their spiritual lives, you find a person with a particular problem, a particular addiction, a particular difficulty with maybe pornography or lust or alcoholism or drugs or anger, whatever the particular problem is, they they don't seem to have control And, you know, they may not be demon-possessed, but they use that kind of language. They'll say things like, you know, you want to watch out for Freddy when he's got the demon on his back. Or, or, you know, they'll talk about their drink problem and say, you know, I can't help it, Father. I'm struggling with the demon drink. And so they use this symbolic language to indicate what is probably a spiritual reality and therefore 
fasting can function as a, a form of penance and a form of uh, doing reparation to be able to, as the Lord says, for these demons to be cast out. Have you found an experience with that with the people you're working with? We've got almost 2,000 people across the country right now that are involved in the prayer intentions, Father, and many of them are talking about being able to strip away these demons, these demons that have possessed uh, their family through uh, demons of uh, addictions, of, of drugs, of alcohol. And personally for me, I mean, you know, I was one that drank way too much, and and, uh, and our Lord has just totally stripped that away through the practice of fasting. But one of the things that I think is really important when you start looking at fasting as, as penance is for you personally to fast for an attention of somebody that somebody doesn't even know you're fasting for them. You're giving up things of the world to fast for the for the relative that's fallen away from the church or, the, or that person that's in an affair or that person that is, is struggling with an addiction. But he doesn't even know you're fasting for him. But you're doing it, and you're doing it in silence, and our Lord is recognizing that, and he's working hard towards helping that person get away from those addictions. Okay, so now we're talking about not just fasting and prayer as an act of penance, but also fasting and prayer as an act of intercession. In other words, going into the day of fasting and saying, okay, Lord, I'm here to do business with you today, and uh, here's my here's my request. Uh, I, I want you to help with this particular problem. I want you to bless this particular person. Here's a difficulty I can't solve. So you're saying go into your day of prayer and fasting with this intention of actually accomplishing something. It's absolutely true, and especially as parents sometimes. Our children, so many of our children just are not following our footsteps into the church. And if you want to fast for a fallen away child or fallen away relative, someone that does have an addiction, this is so, so important. And our Lord has given us this recipe that we've talked about, and it's just something that once you really commit to it, Father Longnecker, you get in a situation where the grace is just overflow. And personally, we see people from livethefast.com and some of our testimonials. Right now, we have over 40 or 50 priests throughout the country that are on the program, and you know they're saying the same thing. You know, I have to share one of my prayer and fasting stories with you, Andy, and with our listeners. Many years ago, when I was a young priest, I was living in England, and in the local area of the town where, where I was working, there was uh, a witch's coven. And this was, coven was actually wow. connected back to Aleister Crowley, who was wow. one of the most notorious Satanists at the beginning of the, of the 20th century. And these people claimed to be his successors. Well, they actually lived in the town where I was working. And we had some uh, encounters with some people that they had influenced badly. And we realized they were real bad people. And we then got together and began to fast and pray on Fridays. And, you know, within three months, they had moved away. They were living right next to the church. And we had all sorts of problems in the church, which were of a spiritual dimension. Within three months, they moved out of that house, which was right close to the church. Within six months, they moved to a different town. So <laughs> prayer and fasting works, folks. Andy's sharing his witnesses with you here about this. Andy, I want to also ask you, you know, in um, September 2013, when our war, our world was on the brink of war with, with Syria, Pope Francis called for everybody to prayer and fast, a day of prayer and fasting on that Saturday. I can remember it. Do you think that uh, his call for prayer and fasting helped to turn things around? That is a given, Father Longnecker. It's absolutely true because it was one of the first times, and I, and I congratulate the Holy Father for taking that bold leadership position to call and on a proclamation that hasn't been done in so many years and to really reach out to all 
Christianity, not just us in the Catholic Church, but all Christianity to come together as one group and pray and fast for peace in the world. But I also think he he was also referring to peace in our own neighborhoods and peace in our own families and, and, and some of the things that uh, we struggle with each day. But I totally believe exactly what you're saying, Father, that that whole commitment to all those in Christianity and making commitment for one day together in unity was the success behind uh, Holy Father's proclamation. Andy, let me ask you now in the few minutes that remain, LiveTheFast.com is your website. You communicate with people and take orders for the special high-quality natural organic breads that you produce to help people to fast in a healthy way. Fasting is not something that people should jump into immediately with uh, a kind of blind enthusiasm. Are are there some dangers that can be associated with fasting? That's a great point. Um, I think that, first of all, if you're going to enter this journey, you know, speak to your, uh, you know, your doctor, your local um, doctor, and also speak to your spiritual director and, and uh, you know, and tell them that, look, I'm, I'm, I'd like to enter this journey and I'd like to, you know, enter into this penance, this practice of fasting, and let them kind of look at uh, your whole overall well-being and make sure that you're fit and able to do it. But if you're going to start, you start incrementally. I can tell you that in my talks that I do throughout the country, the first question I always get from somebody is, what's the most important thing about fasting? And I tell them the most important thing is that you do start, that you start doing it, you start Mm -hmm. practicing it. The traditional days for fasting, by the way, are Wednesdays and Fridays. Do you suggest that they start with maybe just giving up one meal on Friday and then work up to a whole day fast? I mean, what what does a whole day... Yeah, that's perfect. I think Uh all fasting begins at midnight. So, you know, so if you're getting up to five or six, seven o'clock in the morning, you've got a little bit of a cushion. So, you go off and uh, you know give up breakfast that day, have a roll and have uh, some water, and then when it comes to noontime, you've got you've got yourself in a 12-hour fast already, and you've given up things for your fasting intention. Then you go along and decide if you want to go six more hours till 6 p.m. and and uh, most of the, the breads that we have are very nutritional, so that you can complete that fast. So it's a, a lot of our, our members are doing 18-hour fast to 24-hour fast, but. That's a great way to start. Just start incrementally. Give up a meal, and uh, and watch and be ready for the graces to overflow. So you're saying that technically a full day fast goes from midnight to noon the next day. Is that correct? Midnight to midnight. Okay. Oh, midnight to midnight. A 24 yeah. hour fast. Okay. So, yeah. but it begins at midnight. So if you want to start by giving up breakfast and then giving up breakfast and lunch, then you build up to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Exactly. Okay. And. Uh, probably begin on Friday and then work up to Friday and Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday to, uh, you know, to associate ourselves with, uh, you know, with our Lord. And then, you know, obviously Friday with the, with the, with the passion in itself and, and, uh, and prayer stations on Friday with the fast. It, for me, it, it always works to pray to stations when you're fasting. It's just so much more powerful. And I feel so close to the Lord in, in, uh, in Calvary. Okay, we talked about the spiritual benefits. We talked about fasting as a form of penance. Uh, we talked about the sacramental link with fasting, the spirituality of it. Hinted at some of the dangers. Don't take on some kind of an extreme fast to start with. Make sure that you're basically physically fit. You don't have any health problems that are going to impede you from fasting. What about the health benefits of fasting, Andy? I mean, we hear lots about this. How does it benefit us physically? Well, the first thing that it benefits us physically from is that most of the foods that we consume that have been genetically modified. So by cleansing yourself and going through a bread and water fast, 
and the flower that we use is not genetically modified. It is, it is a gift that God has given us, not that man has changed. And you're able to put, you know, natural products, water, bread, flour into your system. And once you start doing that, you're going to relieve yourself of uh, many toxins. Father, I'm a baker, you know, so I, I, you know, I would, we do see a lot of physical advantages to it, but I would really more so have them consult with a nutritionist or a doctor at this point. Right. And so the physical benefits of fasting can help you with uh, maintaining your weight at a sensible, a sensible level. Obviously, if you're not going to eat very much on Wednesdays and Fridays, it means that you might actually cut a few pounds if you combine it with exercise. Also, people report that it makes them feel much more alert mentally and much more lively and have more energy by ridding the body of those toxins and taking some time just to have a good old clear out. It gives your digestive system a rest on those days so that you can actually return refreshed and recharged and charge your batteries. So fasting is good for you physically. It's good for you mentally. It's good for you spiritually. How can people learn more? Go to livethefast.com. Join our community. It's necessary right now in today's world to cast out these demons through prayer and fasting. And any of our holy priests that are listening, go to info at livethefast.com and let us know where you are, what parish you're in, you know, where's your location. And we'll ship you free fasting breads along with a copy of Father Slavko Barbaric's book, Fast with the Heart, complimentary to anyone in the country. That's for the priest's own use. And yes. He, and then he wants to encourage his people. And from your website, People can order the breads and you ship them. And I mean, do you send them one a week or do you send a whole box? Well, we do, Father. It's, it's the program is pretty simple. We just uh, we try to make it as easy as possible for people to fast. And by doing that, what they do is, when they go to livethefast.com, they order a fasting kit, and that fasting kit kind of modifies the fact that you have eight to nine fasting days per month. So we give them three dozen nutritional rolls that they get along with the companion book, which is the Fast with the Heart. Uh, which has some great, great reflections on the rosary, on the stations, on the fasting with the saints, and it's a very good companion to fast with and to pray with. And um, and they'll get that. They just put it in their freezer. And so on Wednesday and Friday, when they get the uh, the warning email that basically tells them the alert that says today's a fasting day and here are the prayer intentions, just take a few rolls and take them out of the freezer and put them into the oven for about uh, four minutes, five minutes, and you've got a fresh fasting roll to uh, to start the day off right after you've started, right after you've given your prayer intentions. Well, Andy, so many people talk to me about their spiritual life and say, you know, my life, spiritual life is a bit dead. I don't know where to go. My prayers don't make any sense anymore. What can I do? I think I'm going to start telling them, hey, why don't you start fasting and praying and get more active and get more involved in this? And uh, you, it couldn't be easier than to go to livethefast.com. Thank you, Andy, for your ministry. Thank you for your prayer life. Thank you for the service you're giving to the church in such a creative and positive way. There's somebody also, I'd say to all the listeners, God always takes our gifts and takes our experience and takes our ability and he uses it for his glory. Here's Andy who comes from a family of bakers, wondering maybe what can I do for God, and God gives him this great idea. So thank you for all that you're doing. My guest today is Andy LaValle. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. You've been listening to More Christianity. More Christianity. 